Have you been trying to obey God, but find another principle within you that prevents your ongoing obedience? Like Paul said, For I have the desire to do what is good, but I cannot carry it out. For I do not do the good I want to do, but the evil I do not want to do. This I keep on doing. So I find this law at work. Although I want to do good, evil is right there with me. For in my inner being I delight in God's law. But I see another law at work in me, waging war against the law of my mind and making me a prisoner of the law of sin at work within me. And that's Romans seven twenty-one to 23. So in Romans 7, Paul shares that he's desiring and striving to do good, but discovering that he keeps doing evil. He keeps on sinning. The good news is that there is a solution to this difficulty that we have all dealt with, and we find it in Romans 7, verse 25, and again throughout the book of Galatians. So let's read the answer from Galatians 3, 15 to 21, and that says, Paul speaking, Brothers and sisters, let me take an example from everyday life. Just as no one can set aside or add to a human covenant that's been duly established, so it is in this case. The promises were spoken to Abraham and to his seed. Scripture does not say, and to seeds, meaning many people, but and to your seed, meaning one person, who's Christ. What I mean is this, the law introduced 430 years later does not set aside the covenant previously established by God and thus do away with the promise. For if the inheritance depends on the law, then it no longer depends on the promise. But God in his grace gave it to Abraham through a promise. Why then was the law given at all? It was added because of transgressions until the seed to whom the promise referred had come. The law was given through angels and entrusted to a mediator. A mediator, however, implies more than one party, but God is one. Is the law, therefore, opposed to the promises of God? Absolutely not. For if a law had been given that could impart life, then righteousness would certainly have come by the law. Now, what we see here is an example of the truth that you and I become righteous in God's eyes when we believe that Jesus died in our place and rose from the dead for us. This righteousness through believing in Christ is contrary to the false teachers in Galatia who taught that while we need the gospel for salvation, we also need to obey the law if we want to grow in freedom and perfection. But since the Bible tells us that the law is the power of sin, 1 Corinthians 15:56, we know that this form of teaching, obedience to the law, leads to slavery to sin, not freedom or perfection. Now, to help the Galatians understand this, Paul provides a powerful example. He says that when Abraham believed and was credited with righteousness, there was no law to obey. The law didn't even come into existence until 430 years later. 
There's no way that Abraham could be righteous through obedience to God's old covenant law because, number one, he was already righteous through his faith in the foretold gospel. And two, there was no old covenant law to obey. And that's Paul's point. So, it's imperative to understand that the old covenant law was temporary. The law is not God's character engraved on stone and therefore permanent. Instead, it had a shelf life. Notice in verse 19, it says, The law was added because of transgressions until the seed to whom the promise referred had come. So, you notice the words added and until. So, the law was added at Mount Sinai and in place only until Jesus died on the cross, at which time the old covenant expired and a new covenant was instituted. Now, I like Charles Spurgeon's comments that the law engraved on stone tablets was ground to powder at the cross. The old covenant law is no longer the power of sin for us because we are not under that covenant. It can no longer condemn us because it condemned Jesus in our place. And when Jesus died, it died, and we are free. Now, I was raised as a Seventh-day Adventist, believing very firmly in keeping God's Old Covenant law. I was taught that the Old Covenant law was God's character revealed to us. It was God's desire for us. And so I believed and taught others the need to be obedient to God in everything. I taught that all Ten Commandments were valid and in force today and were God's revealed will for His people. But God brought me out of Adventism into the joy of the gospel when I read in 2 Corinthians 3 that God Himself calls the Old Covenant a ministry that brought death in verse 7 and a ministry that brought condemnation in verse 9. Now, my life verified the truth of that passage because as long as I was focused on the law, as long as I was trying to live up to God's standards, I felt this intense weight of condemnation on me. I experienced death in my spiritual relationship to God, in my marriage, and in other relationships as I tried to point out how they were not living up to God's standard. <laughs> as if I was. So Paul explains in Galatians 3 that the Old Covenant law was temporary. It was added at Mount Sinai and was in place until Jesus came and made a new covenant. The Old Covenant said, Obey God perfectly and continually, and you will live forever. But because we could not do it, Jesus fulfilled the old covenant for us and put that covenant to death at the cross. Hebrews 8.13 says, By calling this covenant new, he has made the first one obsolete. And what is obsolete and outdated will soon disappear. And of course, we know that happened in A.D. 70 with the destruction of the temple. 
The new covenant that Jesus instituted through his death on the cross says, Jesus lived in your place perfectly and continually and died to remove all your sin forever. And if you believe that message, you are righteous, you are holy, you are perfect forever, and you are free. At Jesus' death, he initiated a new and better covenant built on new and better promises. Hebrews 8.6 The effects of believing this message are to escape the curse, to be free from all condemnation, to be lifted out of death, set free from sin, and receive new life. Philip Bliss wrote a hymn called Once for All, and in that he said, Free from the law, O happy condition! Jesus has bled, and there is remission. Cursed by the law and bruised by the fall, grace has redeemed us once and for all. Question for you to consider. Are you trying your best to obey a covenant that doesn't exist? Or are you living in the freedom purchased for you at the cross?